Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I was uh, talking to someone a couple days ago, and I wanted to uh, kind of bring you in on that conversation a little bit and talk today about practical stewardship. There's areas in our life where um, uh, where really God gives us responsibility, and we increase in responsibility as we go. The reward, you know, you've heard before, well done, good and faithful servant, enter now into the joy of the Lord. But um, the reward in the kingdom of God, the reward for good work is more work. The Bible says if you've been faithful with the little, you'll be made ruler over much. So what we do on this earth will actually determine the place of work <laughs> or rulership we have in the millennium and then also on the new earth. And so the reward for good work is more work. It isn't vacation time. It isn't retire early. The reward for good work is more work, more responsibility. So that's the way life goes. You know, when you're young and you're born, your parents take care of you. You know, the first number of years, your parents take care of you. You have no real responsibility. And then your parents, if they're good parents, will slowly start teaching you responsibility. They'll start, hey, take out the trash. They'll assign you chores. You clean up the room, right? There's things that you become responsible for. Okay, now it's time for you to mow the yard. There's things that they add on. My mom, when I was a teenager and I started working, she actually started charging me rent, which is kind of funny because I was like 16 years old and she was charging me charging me rent and it wasn't much, but it was a way to teach me responsibility with money. There's people who get out in the real world and they've never they've never had to do their own laundry, so they don't even know where to begin. They don't know you're supposed to wash your sheets, right? They don't know some of these things. So um, responsibility grows and then you become a husband or a wife and then you've got that responsibility and then you become a parent and that's a whole other thing and then there's a career. And so the responsibility grows. But there's areas, really three in particular that I want to focus on today of the area of being a steward, um, a faithful steward, a diligent steward. Diligent means to do something with full effort. So someone who is giving their best in what they're assigned to the responsibility And so the three areas I want to focus on is your time, being a good steward over your time, being a good steward over your money, and then also uh, being a good steward over the talents. So your time, your talents, and your treasure, those three things. So I'm going to start with your money, and I want to read a a scripture here out of the book of Luke, Luke chapter 12, and uh, Jesus is talking about um, uh, money, and he says, uh, he spoke a parable to them saying, this is verse 16, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I'll say to my soul, Soul, you you have made much goods laid up for you have much goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, You fool, this night shall your soul be required of you. Then those then whose shall those things be which you have provided? So is he that lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. You know, of everything, the first thing we have to realize, a steward, you know, this mindset and this teaching really gives, puts a difference between us and the world. Because even just the phrase of uh, homeowner, right? When I was in sales, we would always ask the question, are you the homeowner here? And I was in door-to-door sales. You're the homeowner here, right? But in the kingdom of God, there really is no owners of anything, when, when you become a Christian, you give God your life. So you've said to the Lord, Lord, my life is yours. So that means not only my eternal life, you know, my heart is yours, but my body's yours. I can't go get a tattoo if I want to. My body doesn't belong to me. First of all, it's the Lord. Secondly, it's my wife's. I don't make a decision on getting a tattoo. It's not my body. 
And so when I also gave my life to the Lord, I gave him my time. I gave him my effort. I gave him the rest of my days. Lord, for the rest of the time that I'm alive, Lord, you you tell me what to do. I'm your servant, right? And so we're a steward of the money that, that God gives us. And so everything, being a steward makes us at a place of we're just overseeing what, something that belongs to someone else's, someone else. And so when it comes to your money, the first attitude you have to have is it's not your money. It's really God's money that he's entrusted to you. So even though he asks us for 10%, 100% is his. People ask me often about giving, and I said, you have to be willing that if God asks you to give anything and everything, it all belongs to him. I don't make rules like, oh, Lord, I can't sew my wedding ring. Who am I to tell the God of the universe that I can't give something away if he needs it? No. You know, there may be things that I like, and there's things that, you know, precious to me, but I'm not one to say, Lord, I won't. None of it is mine. I'm a steward of everything. And so the money is a big one because the money really reveals the heart. And so are you rich towards God? Do you have this understanding? And if, and if, is it, are you, if you're being honest, would you say, if the Lord required anything of me, I would give it and I'd be able to give it cheerfully. It isn't a badge of courage to weep over giving something. I mean, there may be things that get, you know, there may be things that, that, that you give and, and they mean something to you, but you should be able to rejoice over giving. I'm giving this to the Lord. If it's an item, there's been a few items that I've given that were very valuable to me. Some of them, and some of them were valuable, but some of them were just valuable to me, had sentimental value, but I gave them, but I gave them as if I was putting them on the, on, on Jesus that, you know, clothing items or things. I was like, I'm giving these to the Lord. You know, if I, if I see the Lord face to face, he's going to be wearing those things that I gave him, you know, in my imagination he is, but I gave them to the Lord. So I was able to rejoice. So although it cost me something, I was able to rejoice over that. So what am I doing? Am I rich towards God? This money isn't mine, it's the Lord's. And so then when it comes to giving, that's where the rubber meets the road. Because if you say, yeah, everything's mine, but then you're not even a person who tithes or gives, or if the Lord required of, you know, the Lord's never asked me to give a large amount. I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that the treasure proves the heart. And so there's a t- there are times that we go through where the Lord requires big things of us. And so the money's a big deal, uh, dealing with practical, practical stewardship of money. And then uh, in the stewardship of money also becomes being responsible for your money. It also becomes being someone who the Lord can trust that you're not an idiot. You know, the, the Bible actually tells you that you should have a savings account. The Bible says he who spends everything he has is a fool. So that's biblical proof. And the Lord says he'll bless your storehouse. A storehouse is where there's a, there's a savings. There's things stored up. You know, back in the day, obviously it wasn't a storehouse that had gold bars for most people back in, in the culture that this was preached to. It was, they, they harvested and they stored up grain for the, for the time to come. They stored up crop for the time to come, but it was still the modern day equivalent of a bank account, a savings account, right? Stored up for the future. So you should make a plan to save. Well, I don't make enough money. We'll start somewhere. Start believing the Lord. Lord, I'm going to start with 5%, 10% savings. You know, this stuff normally isn't talked about it from a pulpit, but we have an opportunity to talk about this here. You, you should save. The Bible says so. The Bible says in Proverbs that if you spend everything you have, you're a fool. And so you 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 choose to save and and save so the Lord can speak to you. Because who knows, maybe that savings, will the Lord will speak to you and, and to give it. But maybe that savings is also something that you can be a blessing to somebody. Maybe it's something that he'll have you start a business with. 
But but either way, it's money again that you say, Lord, this is yours. How do you want me to do it? It may be something that when the time comes, the Lord says, hey, take yourself on vacation with that and be a blessing to you and your family, you know, bless yourself with that. But you should save either way. And so being a, a steward of what you have, well, I don't make enough. Well, the word says to do it. So where there's word, there's grace. This is my decision. It doesn't matter what the income is. You know, I've been used to when I was in sales making uh, all commission. So you, you never really knew. I mean, I always shop for a certain, you know, to get better and better every year, but, but nothing was guaranteed. Right. But I was just decided I'm going to save a certain percentage, no matter what, no matter what. And then if there wasn't enough to pay for bills, pay for whatever, the Lord will make up the difference. Lord, I'm not dipping into the savings for this. That's not the purpose of that. You told me to save. So that's there. And I'm not dipping into it. You said you'll supply all my needs according to his, your riches and glory. So this money's in savings. And Lord, I'm not touching it. This money is for something else. It's not for bills. And so it's still the same thing. You know, even if I didn't make a salary, I would still, any money that comes in, I would still save a certain percentage. Why? Because the Bible says that he'd bless my storehouse. And so I just decide. And then Lord, if there's a lack one month, I believe you're going to make up for that. And then there's also giving. You know, giving, and I'm going to get into some things that I've had conversations with people about, but giving is something the Bible says you should purpose in your heart to do. Don't do it reluctantly or, or sorrowfully, for God loves a cheerful giver. So you can, you can actually prepare your gift in advance. So all of us know we tithe, right? We give 10%, and then also we give offerings. You need to be giving offerings. But everyone's different. You know, the, ultimately, it's, it's spirit-led giving. So you follow what the Lord says for you. But you know what you can do is you can ask the Lord, Lord, what's a percentage... It's 10% is tithe, but what's a percentage you want me to give that's over and above for my offerings every month? And then this is what you do. This is, I'm just telling you what I do. So I'm not going to tell you the amounts that I do, but um, I'm going to tell you what, how I do it. Lord, what's a percentage you want me to give over and above the tithe? And I just make a decision. All right, this is the percentage now that I'm giving. And so any money that comes in, I set that percentage aside, 10% for the tithe, and then the extra percent for the, um, uh, for the offering. And then when I give that, I use that then to um, obviously to give offerings at, at, at the church. If, if the Lord tells me to, to be a blessing to someone specifically, I come, it comes out of that giving fund, if you will, I give. And so the, the, that's where I do my giving out of it. The Lord says, buy that person a meal. It comes out of that giving fund, right? And so when that percentage is finished, what do I do? Well, I have a savings account, so I technically could go and just grab some other savings account when I want to give. And if the Lord told me, like he, he speaks to me, and he's done this before where the giving accounts I'm doing, he speaks, take thousands of dollars out of the savings and give it. I'll do it. But I'm not giving reluctantly. I'm not giving under compulsion. If the time comes and I want to give and I don't have anything in there, what does the Bible say? He says he gives seed to sow and bread to eat. So what do I do? I take my seed. I, I, I say, Lord, I'm a giver. And I need seed. I don't have seed. I'm asking you for seed. This happened to me recently where I said, Lord, I want to give into a stand that was happening overseas. It was another country. And I said, Lord, I want to give into this ministry. I see what they're doing and I like the work and I want to be a part of it. Lord, I'm asking you for $500 over and above to give into this stand. Oh, this, this, this stand over here. All my giving had just been going into this, the stand here in Tampa. I'd just been putting all the percentage of everything that I, I give in there. And so I said, Lord, you give seed to sow and bread to eat. And so what did I do? I exercised my faith. Lord, I'm asking you for seed. I'm asking according to your word. You said you'd give seed to sow and bread to eat. I need seed. I'm a sower. Lord, I'm asking for $500 seed. 
three days pass by and someone comes up and gives me an envelope. Hey, I want to bless you. This is for you and your family. And I, you know, get the envelope and I open it and there's 500 bucks in it. And I go home and I honestly, you know, I'd kind of forgotten. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, there's a, I'm always believing the Lord for a lot of things. And so I'm sitting at the table and I'm like, hey, sweetie, um, someone just gave us some money. It's 500 bucks. And then as I said, I remembered, I'm like, uh, and it's the money that I believe the Lord for to give to this stand that was going on, you know, in this other country. And so I took it and I send it. So the Lord provided, provide seed to sow and bread to eat. And so that's being a steward. So, so ask the Lord and you don't have to do it. I'm not saying I have, I have the right way of doing things, but even if you start and you say, all right, I've got my 10% tithe. And then I'd start with 2% offerings, 1% additional offerings, whatever it is, a certain amount, right? Lord, increase me, make it, Lord, if you increase me and I'm making, you know, a thousand dollars more a month, I'll increase the percentage. I'll go up to, you know, an 8% or 10% or 12% over and above. Lord, bring in seed. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So I know we're talking about practical stewardship, but you should be exercising your faith in these areas. It's, it's not wrong to have a savings account. It's actually biblical to have a savings account. It's also biblical to realize you're a steward and it's the Lord's money. So, you, so if the Lord all of a sudden said, hey, take your, let's just say you amassed 50 grand in a savings account and the Lord says, take it and give it, that you would be like, I've, I've known from the beginning that I'm a steward of this money. I'm a steward of it and it all belongs to the Lord. But you'll notice that the Lord will actually, the Lord will help you. The Lord might direct you. Hey, invest in this over here. Hey, start this business over here. Hey, be a blessing over there. You know, there's been times where because of this, you know, the Lord will speak and just require something of you. But then there's times where we'll just sit there and you don't have to feel, don't feel guilty for having it. It's not a sin to have a savings account. Your trust isn't in the savings account. Your trust is in the living God. And that's proven by the fact that you'd be willing to give it any time. And this is what happens. This is what I see is if you don't actually trust the Lord, you may say you do, but if you don't actually, and your trust is in money in the bank, the Lord will, will get you to sow it so you can trust him. But when your trust is in him, he may still get you to sow it, but then you won't care because you know, you'll just know, Hey, the Lord will bring it back. It's seed in the ground. It's actually going to multiply and come back, <laughs> increased back to me. But Lord, I'm a steward of everything that you've given me. We're not going to have time today to dive into the other two. We'll, we'll take these in segments, but I hope that helped. If you have any specific questions when it comes to these things, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, Instagram's the best way to reach me. It's at Ryan Yusta underscore. Um, also my wife at Krista Yusta. I love you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you on the next podcast where we'll talk about, maybe we'll get to both of them, but we'll talk about stewardship in your time and stewardship in your talents that God has given you. I love you. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.